0: So, Kate, did you write an introduction for Bob?
1: I did not. You probably Bob just know. To introduce himself.
2: Oh no! You're going to make me introduce myself. Weak, Kate. Uh-huh. Oh my God. Hey, what's everybody drinking? Uh, I'm drinking Hornitos out of a skull uh, yeah.
1: Nice,
2: classy. Yeah. How about you, Brian?
1: I got a little. Drinking?
0: Uh... I'm drinking my my usual.
2: White Claw? Yeah, because I'm, I'm hardcore. All right. Kate, what are you drinking?
1: I got some uh, rum and the soda that was in the fridge.
2: Rum and Coke.
1: Yeah, more like whatever that um, French stuff is with no sugar in it.
2: Oh, right. Yeah, my daughters drink that shit. Le Coie. Yeah. <laughs> Le All oh, right, that's what it is.
0: You didn't know we had this much culture up in northern Wisconsin, did you, Bob? I,
2: I had no idea. I had no idea. <laughs>
1: Well, did you explain to Bob how our show works?
2: Did I, Bob? No, it's audio only, right? Mm-hmm. It is. Yeah.
1: So, so in other
2: words, I took a shower for like nothing. and Same. You
1: know, was Wasted <laughs> time. Okay. You got to do it every couple of weeks, though.
2: No, that's what I figured. I look for any good excuse to do it. And if there's an excuse, then I'll do it.
1: Yeah, yeah I am. Um, I put on my good lipstick on uh, on podcast days. Same. Do you?
2: And I put on my uh, pirate shirt just in case.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: Did you have that tequila?
1: No, it makes me vomit, and that's never a good so, of party.
2: Brett, this was at Stoker Con in Providence. They had like a they they had a cash bar set up. So when I went over to get some tequila, they had that, uh, it was that repousse stuff that's like $250 a bottle. You know, I mean, it's like really the expensive shit. And I'm thinking, oh my God, you know. So I said, I asked for a double, and the guy got out a water glass (laughs) and filled it to the top, (laughs) as you probably recall, Kate. I do. And uh, I had two of those. And that was right before we went on a bar crawl and the Nor'easter hit while nice. we were on our bar crawl. All totally shit-faced. <laughs> Even Kate. I was. Even Kate.
1: That was quite an evening.
2: Yeah, it was. From what
1: right? I remember of it.
2: Yeah. And then we got lost.
1: Right? Because you have and to.
2: Then, yeah, and then everybody was like trying to find on the GPS how to get back to the Biltmore. <laughs> and then I said, well, why don't we just ask somebody, you know? So the next guy that walked by said, well, how do you get to the billboard? He goes, well, two blocks down there. You turn right and it's on your left. Do you get uh, nor'easters up where you are?
0: No, I mean, no, blizzards it's kind of and.
1: It's place, isn't it? Is it the Midwest? Yeah, What's
2: we're it? in the Midwest. I mean, we, we get yeah, some it's big snowstorms. It's more east coast like, thing, yeah. Canadian thing. I had never seen a storm like that. We were in the uh, restaurant, with it had big glass windows, and somebody got pushed against the glass and was like smashed together, and their face was all smeared. <laughs> it was like out of a cartoon, you know, and they were like just plastered there. <laughs> and, and the parked cars were jiggling, you know, in place as as if they would lift off at any moment.
1: So are we all going to Denver? Yeah. Yeah.
2: I haven't decided yet.
0: This will all be on the podcast. This is this is this is better than uh, the stuff I had, so I'm just gonna leave this stuff in and probably Uh-oh. edit my stuff out later. Maybe, well, maybe I've been
2: should... very impressed with Brent. He's a very funny guy. He makes me laugh. He is very funny. Yeah.
1: So yeah. get I this bullshit. Sorry. Go ahead. Get this bullshit.
0: So so I I had jujitsu tonight, so I had to take a shower before before the podcast could start. And I'm in the shower, I'm getting out. And my wife goes to me, she turns and says, oh, I read your sponsors for tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? Why would you do that? And she's like, well, it was on your screen. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's on my screen. Why the fuck would you, would you read that? <laughs> she thought she had to log into something, but then she didn't have to log in. I don't know what the, what the hell she's talking about, but she came onto my computer, you guys, and she sat down and she read tonight's sponsors. I couldn't even believe it. I was, I was speechless. Wow, what an invasion of
2: privacy.
0: I do thank you. That is an invasion and I do feel violated. Hey Bob, look at this dog. Oh
2: look, look at, at my dog. dog. Hey, JP. Hey, he's got the same shirt I got. Yeah, you Look at that. He's got the same pirate shirt. JP,
0: look at him. Hi, hey look,
2: J. Got the same shirt. That's <laughs> what all the well dressed dogs are wearing this year. Was somebody backing up? That's oh. uh and it's on my end.
1: Is it? It sounds like mine.
2: I'll cover my mic. Kate, get out there. Hello.
1: Wait. We got to do...
2: um, Yeah.
0: Hello, listener, and welcome to your new 20th favorite podcast. Right behind, is Ted Cruz the real Zodiac Killer? It's Destroy the Files with Kate and Brent. This is a podcast we should maybe just delete as soon as we record it, and we're the only limit.
1: It's your imagination, Kate. Hi, I'm Kate. Writer, editor... Not a Lizard Person.
0: And I'm Brent, story writer, beer enjoyer, Green Bay Packer fan.
1: This week we have a special guest. Welcome, Robert Payne Kabeem, who we call Bob.
2: Bob. Hey, how you doing? Doing good, Bob.
1: Bob is a screenwriter, an artist, a purveyor of narrative horror poetry, and a novelist. His uh, novel, Cold Cuts... Uh, won the Bram Stoker Award, and his screenwriting credits include Heavy Metal 2000 for Columbia TriStar Sony Pictures, I A Monkey's <laughs> Tail, and Walking with Buddha. Nice. Welcome.
2: Welcome, Bob. Thank you, thank you. Glad to be
0: here. If you were at work, a child, a child at work, a intelligent alien hive mind, a member of the Dutch Illuminati, or my own dear sweet mother. It is strongly recommended that you listen to something that is not this highly informative and entertaining podcast. Yeah. Good show. Right. So thanks for stopping by. Kate, always good to see you. Have a good night, everybody. Or we could, we could chat a little more if you guys want.
1: Yeah, I think we probably will.
0: Okay. Well,
1: the night is young as, as the kids say.
0: Well, let's, let's just get through this first uh, sponsor read here and, you know, it goes like this. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by pubes in your salad. Hey, <laughs> I ordered a salad, not a bunch of pubes. What kind of place is this? I swear this happens every time we come here. No, I'm not being unreasonable. Do you see how many pubes are in this salad? It's a lot. And they're not just on top. They're really mixed in there, good. That's pubes in your salad. And coming soon, pubes in your soup. Oh.
1: Welcome, new sponsor. Yeah, good
2: to have my on board.
1: I hate it when the pubes get
2: like between your teeth. Can't get it out. You know.
1: never happens. No.
0: You're driving home and you just like can't stop like tongue it. Like, it's like, come what
2: on.
1: What the hell?
0: This is not right.
2: Swallow one, you'll wind up gagging. So you know. You gotta...
0: Yeah. Sometimes you get one in your rum. It's like, Hah. so now what do you guys want to talk about?
2: I don't yeah.
1: know. <laughs> I don't know. That's pretty much exhausted all I've got.
0: I was looking at some science articles and we didn't have to get into them too deep. But one was about do stars have consciousness?
1: Oh, and, they do, don't they? Eh,
0: or probably. Why
1: they bring it up.
0: Yeah, probably. And then the other one was a physicist that says the entire universe might be a neural network. And if they're just going to do scientific papers about everything I ever thought up when I was blazing it hard back in the day, then <laughs> it's going
2: to be an interesting year. I've been hearing a lot of that neural network stuff lately. It seems to be a a popular uh, pseudoscientific topic.
1: Although although some data? of the
2: people, some of the people that are are proponents of that theory are are actually not that sketchy. Mm-hmm. Almost like real scientists.
1: So what do you think? You think it's real? <laughs> what is the neural network actually?
2: Like a neural, like a it's like a like matrix brain.
0: Oh. Like a connection of all these neurons.
1: Like so, a thinking thing?
0: Mm hmm. So, one of, my, one of my heroes, Mr. Terrence McKenna, has said, The real truth is the world is not only stranger than we suppose, it's stranger than we can suppose. Hear, here. Uh, he goes on to say, In a way, that's either permission to suppose whatever we want or to just stop supposing. I like Terrence. He came to me I in a dream one time.
2: McKenna. Yeah. He was, he was such a, you know, in terms of like, if you rate your, your good talkers, he's got to be in the top 10 best talkers of all time. For sure. I could listen to that guy for hours, you know, just, he could just go on and on. I'll tell you.
1: Some of the others in that list.
2: Okay. Good talkers. Uh, Let me see. I'd
1: have to throw. Barack Obama in there I I like listening to him
2: yeah he's a good talker Eddie Izzard
1: oh yeah yeah Yeah. he's
0: a good talker I had a mp3 player full of these Terrence McKenna talks and I would take him into the gym and rage on
2: an elliptical for like an hour and a half did you did you ayahuasca or DMT sadly no I haven't either
1: we should do it now. Yeah.:
0: I bet we could you know, probably, we could find some in Denver.
1: Oh, bet.
2: I, I, you know, it's funny you should mention that, because just yesterday, I watched this YouTube thing about it was a scholarly paper written about DMT entities.
1: I saw that. Did
2: you see that? So they did like a study of all these people that had taken DMT. Because er, apparently, everyone who takes DMT sees these, like, elfish creatures.
1: The Does machine elves? Kind of see
2: basically the same thing. There's variations, but there's always these kind of impish, you know, little creatures that people see. I oh, want hang out with, them, with the machine elves. Yeah, exactly. That's what oh. they're called. Machine elves, that's what they're called.
1: So people think they're real. I mean, they might be real like there's scientific proof they are actually well
2: in the study the the major like maybe like 60 odd percent of people really thought that they were real and not hallucinations
1: i have taken that uh, more popular version of these drugs the the lsd in in the past i really thought my house was on fire uh (laughs) turns out it was not but you know if you had asked me at the time yeah there's some fire here i'm gonna run
2: yeah i took the lsd back in the day
1: i i didn't love it i mean it How was about you, entertaining yeah
2: no it's entertaining as it, fuck you know I mean, my god
0: again sadly no i have i have not uh tried the lsd I,
2: my first lsd experience was quite interesting I was only 14 years old. Oh one of my best friends was uh, Bunker Spreckles, who was Clark Gable's stepson. And they lived at the, you know, Clark Gable house. Gable had died a couple of years before, but he and his mother and his sister still lived there. And Bunker was always like kind of looking for weird shit, you know, and 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 he came up to me one day and he said, You know, I got this stuff that if you take it, you're going to see all kinds of weird things, you know, weird shit's going to happen. And and, and I know that it's just for you. you I know you would love it because I was doing weird art and shit back then. even. So, uh, we went there with bunker and, and a friend, Mark Harmon, and we went up to his room and what was funny is that bunker used his stepfather's uh, Oscar for it happened one night as a paperweight on his desk. So I, I used to always, whenever I was up there, I'd always clown around, you know, like I was accepting the Oscars or something.
1: Of course.
2: So anyway, we, we took the dose. And, and this was, LSD was actually legal at the time. I remember. And nobody was talking about it. It was it, it wasn't a, a thing yet. You know, it's like early on osley you know that made it so we took a dose and bunker and mark they they get lit like a, I mean they're in the outer space and they said well do you feel it do you feel it and, and i said no i don't i don't feel anything and they, and <laughs> bunker says well i think you better take another dose oh no <laughs> so
1: those words have hurt so many people I know. Yeah. so i
2: took another hit and I was unconscious uh, shortly afterwards. And then when I opened my eyes, I was on flat on my back on Bunker's bed looking straight up. And he had a like a beamed ceiling, you know, kind of ranch house style. And, and the first thing I saw is that the ceiling was breathing. You know, the, the boards would open up you know and then i could see the sky and the moon and stars and close and it would open and close and it was like i was off and running at that point (laughs) but the freakiest thing that happened was bunker had a uh, real shrunken head
1: oh no that
2: uh, his father had gotten from some you know trip down to south america or something he had that on his desk and so I was like looking at this shrunken head, you know, and uh, the bunker had a desk light that was on and it was like really bright and it was like kind of coming out the top. And and it seemed like a good idea at the time to take that shrunken head and stick it on top of the lamp, okay, which I did. <laughs> and then all of a sudden the, the head glowed red-orange And you could see the network of blood vessels, like in the shrunken face, it was like a just a network of all these little blood vessels. And then the light was streaming out of the cracks in the sewed up eyes. And I remember I was holding it, it was like, I could barely hold it, it was like this energy vortex or something. And everybody was just reeling back it was like oh no i can't believe you did that (laughs) and then i dropped it you know and then what what, one of my main regrets in life is that bunker gave me that shrunken head and i didn't take it oh no i regret not taking that shrunken head sorry it'd be just the kind of thing
1: i know it would like could just pick it up right now and here it is right here
2: yeah Kate, Kate would like that shrunken head in her cabinet curiosities. I, I,
1: I do not have one. I have my eye on one. There's a, a shop here in town that uh, that has two, and I have had my eye on one of them for quite some time. But you have to be oh,
2: careful because see. there's a lot of fakes.
1: Yeah, this one, um, I I haven't uh, asked them for the authentication, but. Um, you can, you can you can look and you can pretty much tell the real ones. Oh,
2: you know, what one thing that I remember about it now that I'm thinking about it is that that it, the, the face was covered with a very fine fuzz. There was a little fuzz all over the as it shrunk, I guess, you know, little hair follicles and, mm. man, But a real a real one's a lot of them, right? Huh?
1: Who thought to do that?
2: The uh, headhunters down in yeah, South
1: America. But yeah,
2: but why? Trophies. There
1: were trophies. Right. But, you no, know, they, I've, been, I've been mad, and I've wanted a trophy before, and I have never thought, I'm going to take all the bones out of that son of bitch's head.
2: I'm sure that this is the way it went down. At first, you know, they'd kill some motherfucker in battle, and then they'd like be really proud of it, and they'd want to like carry it around. And then... After they kill four or five guys, you know, it'd be kind of like all these heads hanging off your belt or something. It would be too heavy and smell bad. So you take off running, it bounces off your crotch. like And and so probably somebody thought, well, you know what? Let's just take the skin off and shrink it down. And then they're real light and you can have as many as you want, you know, put them all over
0: a little drawstring on top. You can put stuff in it.
2: Cool rocks you find and stuff. But you know, a real one's expensive nowadays.
1: Yeah, they are. You
2: yeah, know, be twenty, thirty thousand dollars probably.
1: Right. That's why I've held off. Yeah. But you know, I got my eye on it.
2: You got to keep your eye on it. Something <laughs> to aspire to. Well, <laughs> what would come first, the shrunken head
1: or the boat? Oh, boat. Got the to be boat a first. And yeah, boat first.
2: The
0: SS Shrunken Head. You know, the, and you're gonna be like, well, how do I know that's a real shrunken head? And they're gonna be like, well, here. Is a lamp and two hits of acid. Now, take this acid and stick it on that lamp and
2: see if it works. Yeah, see if it works.
0: But it's time to sports the sports. As you guys know, Packer season is upon us. And wow. I thought I would treat you guys and our listeners to a quick recap of game one, the Green Bay Packers 2020 season. Are we going to be undefeated Super Bowl champions? I don't know, but let's get into this, this recap of that game. You guys ready? alright yeah, I
1: love the ball. Here. I'm going to
0: move pretty fast. So, as all of our one listener knows, the Packers played last Sunday, and the Packers got out to an early lead when Mason Crosby kicked a short field goal on the opening drive. The Vikings struck back with a touchdown on the next drive, and the, then the Packers drove the length of the field the next possession. But the Vikings stopped them on fourth and goal. And one of them pulled out some kind of ovipositor, which surprised the Packers offensive line. And they were like, ah, and they didn't didn't end up scoring. So the Vikings. Ah, No ovipositor. That's what I said. That's what Packers said. They're like, no, the ref, they got flagged. They got penalized for that and everything. So then the Vikings took over on their goal line. The Packers cornerback Jair Alexander called upon the Eldritch, the Eldritch spirits with whom he is in league with. And he came in on a corner blitz and tackling the Vikings quarterback, Kirk Cousins, for a safety, bringing the score to five to seven. All right. Um, we're, we're really rolling now. This game's starting to get hot. In the second quarter, a hell mouth opened up on the field, swallowing four players and two officials. Uh, the Vikings running back Calvin Cook scampered for a 13-yard uh, screen pass before he was snatched up by what looked like a fucking pterodactyl or something. And honestly, it happened really fast, and you couldn't really tell. But even on the instant replay, the thing's just a blur. But it was pretty horrifying. And, like, part of his leg and some of his entrails were kind of flapping behind when, the, when it took off. But and then during the halftime show, announcer Greg Jennings began laughing maniacally. He clawed his own eyes out and threw them on the field. Well, the Vikings cheerleaders were in the <laughs> middle of the routine when that happened. Went, when they went to the ground during their routine, one of them squished the eye with her elbow and somehow it got all yeah. gooped up in her hair. I wondered why there were cheerleaders there in the first place, Bob, because there was no audience. You know, there's no fans oh in the I mean, So, I mean, what are they even doing? But and then the Packers got right back to work in the second half with Aaron Rodgers gashing the Vikings defense, both figuratively and literally. It turns out because he brought a box cutter on the field with him and, and he was. Kind of going after their Achilles tendons. It was it was as a former Super Bowl MVP is allowed to do that once a season. But with three nineteen to go, Kate, this is where it gets exciting. The Packers went up forty three to twenty six. So the Vikings they need to rally. They sacrificed thirteen rally goats, but it wasn't enough. <laughs> the final score was forty three to thirty four, which is of course <laughs> a palindrome. So that means uh, at least four more weeks of autumn. But uh, with this rivalry being as heated as it is, the losing team has to be the winning team's slave for, for a whole day. And as I, as, I write, as I wrote this part here, the Packers were, uh, had put on their website that uh, their bathroom is extra dirty and the Vikings better do a good job cleaning it. Wow. God
2: damn, I love football season, Bob. Mm. Oh, I, I could see why. Fired now, up. Like, whenever you say oh, Packers, isn't that like prison slang?
0: Yeah. Uh it's short for pack? Meat Packers. They were the Acne Company <coughs> Meat Packers.
2: Oh. In prison that means something else. Yeah. Oh what, don't what's I the know Deal it. with the ovipositor. I I've heard it referenced what? before on your podcast. It why don't you tell them, Kate? And I'm it not quite sure what that is.
1: Grossest fetish ever.
2: Oh God.
1: Brent brings it up constantly. No,
2: I don't. It's
1: organic. That's, this is this disgusting. Happens.
0: So Bob, what it is. Is this like a male genitalia of like an alien or a dragon or something. Wow. And then got these ge- gelatin eggs that you stick down it and then you put it in where you want it to go and then you squeeze the eggs out in, and it deposits the eggs into where you want it to be deposited. Oh, my God. And then you can like lay some eggs.
1: It's Shit. like gross. I don't want to hear about That's it. That's what anymore. I'm saying. It's and gross. I really don't want it explained. Nasty. I <laughs>
2: Ugh. I'm sorry I asked.
0: No, no. You, I mean, inquiring minds just want to know. You know. Absolutely. I mean, we're not just here to entertain; we're also here to inform.
1: Right. Well, I learned. I I've learned something it, already. But that one is wrong.
0: I agree. The Vikings should should have they should have higher standards than to pull pull something like that out on the field. They're supposed to be professionals.
2: Minnesota, Bob. Wow.
1: You know That's how the Irish hate the Scottish.
2: Yeah, what, what's up with that?
1: I don't know, but I, I found that the um, people from Wisconsin feel the same way about the people from Minnesota.
0: And Illinois.
1: To the rest of us, we can't tell the difference. And Illinois. And Illinois?
2: That's right, the fibs. Oh. Since I'm Scotch-Irish, there must be a lot of self-loathing.
1: Yeah, it, it's like any people who are too close together, there always seems to be a rivalry. Yeah. Are you also? I am. I am also uh, Scott Cyrus.
2: I also have a, a little bit of French in there too. Do you? Just to kind of even it out a bit.
1: I guess we're just like generic white people, huh?
2: What's interesting though is that you know I I, I I'm a great fan of Celtic culture generally however the food both in scotland and, and, and ireland and england i i just it's can't nasty. stand it you know i mean there's no epigenic affinity for that kind of food for some reason
1: oh, so kind of, what
2: kind of dishes are we talking about because i've never been
1: is not bad right I
2: and mean... the irish they'll boil like a, they'll just take a kidney and throw <laughs> it in a frying pan right
1: and it will still kind of smell a little uriny
2: yeah. You know, so I don't
1: know, but yeah, I'm put some gravy on it. It'll be good. <laughs> like no other, maybe some salt.
2: They
0: eat a lot of like mashed potatoes and baked potatoes in Ireland. Hopefully so it's supposed to be
2: going. I know there was, there
0: was a, there was a shortage a few years ago. Yeah.
1: Yeah, More than a few.
0: Yeah. I, I, I didn't know. I never really followed up to see if they ever came back from that potato wise. I do like fish
2: and chips, though, so I I guess that's not completely accurate.
1: Although, I think um, like curry is the national food of England now.
2: Oh, well, I'm down with that for sure.
1: Yeah, there's some pretty fantastic curry, I hear.
2: I like the yellow curry with chicken. And they put like, you know, some carrots in that and sliced potatoes. You don't get no heartburn from the curry? No. uh We don't have a lot of curry happening up in
0: Wisconsin yet.
1: No, but you have some pretty amazing cheeses.
2: <laughs> sure do. Yeah, I love cheese.
1: I, I, uh, I hear stories of these things called uh, fried cheese curds. Is that what you have? We've well,
0: we got some fried cheese cheese curds. We've got some regular cheese curds. Yeah? Yeah. If they if you get some regular cheese curds, you, you want them to squeak when you chew on them, and squeak on your teeth. That's how you know they're fresh. They don't squeak. (laughs) You just throw them in the fucking woods because they're garbage. I saw a
2: history thing one time about how, uh, I mean, cheese wasn't really so much invented as it was discovered. Hmm. Because cheese, it's not something, it's kind of counterintuitive in a way, in that you got to put it in with the, the stomach and intestinal enzymes for it to turn it you know for the milk to turn into cheese so this one historian was speculating that way back you know they didn't even know how far back but but they were speculating that that somebody had like a like a Bodo type bag that they were carrying around uh some milk in right and it was, and their bag was made out of the stomach of some herd animal or something. And yeah. they forgot about it, left it in the back of the cave, you know. And like six months later, they go, hey, well, look, isn't that, hey, Dave, isn't that your Boda bag there? He goes, yeah, I would, I've been looking for that. So they go over to it, and it's like all hard and stuff, you know. They go, God, what's in there? So they cut it open and 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 it's cheese in there, but it's kind of stinky and stuff, <laughs> and uh somebody said, "Well,
1: put it in your mouth,
2: I'll dare you to eat it to eat a bite of it, and the other guy goes, "Oh, no, you know, you got to try it first it's like It's been there for six months. What do you think it will kill you' because I don't know it's stinky, but it might be good. get Mikey then, in here, people,
0: he'll eat anything,
2: yeah, right. people back then they'd eat, they'd eat anything. Mikey likes it. So, so Dave took a bite and then went, Hey, this is, this is good. You try it. And then everybody started eating it and then they figured out, well, you just got to leave it in this bag for six months and you got this tasty fucking stuff here."
0: Dave's just wolfing it down and everybody's like, Hey, let me, let me, let me get a piece of that. He's like, no, no, you, you, you wouldn't like this. No,
2: that's awesome.
1: So how did people figure out bread? Because man, yeah, there's
2: that's complicated like, no. too.
1: Like there's like rising and.
2: Like, I know, with the ah, yeast. That must have
1: been it. an accident.
2: Like in Bible stories and stuff, it's always like unleavened bread. Yeah. So it was more like pita bread back then,
1: you know? Right, which is also good.
2: Right, that's also good. But I don't know at what point somebody thought of, you know, you got to add the yeast and then. Well, this portion
0: of the podcast is brought to you by a stalker you don't know you have. Say, who's that looking in your window at night? Maybe it's nobody. Maybe it's a stalker you don't know you have. Raccoons knocked your trash over? Could be. Or maybe it was a stalker you don't know you have. Pubes in your salad? Could be a harmless accident. Or it could be that stalker I was talking about. Don't worry. He really turned his life around after uh, he got out.
2: You have yeah. raccoons oh, where you are brent oh we you're... got raccoons yeah i don't it's like... got raccoons
1: yeah we got raccoons that use tools i think they're building like an addition upstairs
2: yeah they're smarter about what's he what building he build? up there
1: a wrench of ours he he had it in his hand a wrench it was pretty <laughs> wow
2: he was did he just like stuff? freeze like
0: uh i'm not doing nothing believe
2: it or not though we're we're in the city here uh we we get raccoons like roving roving bands of raccoons that make the rounds maybe once a month they'll come on the patio and we'd feed them you know and then they they got to be kind of friendly they did this really weird thing where after they'd leave i'd go outside and they would have taken these little stones that we had in the pots, like river stones that were in the planters, and they would arrange them in patterns at the foot of the steps. And like, like, so, like it was some kind of communication or something. And every time they'd come, the stones would be there, but they'd be in different configurations. You know. Oh
1: man, um, are they calling the elder gods?
2: Maybe, probably.
0: So Kate, what's been on your mind?
1: Well, I have been thinking about um, conspiracy theories. They are on my mind a lot. So everyone knows about the lizard people yeah. uh, who have the shifting abilities and they've been running things since ancient times. Queen Elizabeth, lizard person, yeah. uh, Bill and Hillary, both lizard people,
2: Obama too, right?
1: Barack Obama, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh Donald Rumsfeld, they're um, yeah. you know, no party affiliation. So, uh, Katy Perry, Madonna, all lizard people.
0: I yeah, will tell you wow. what, Kate, those lizard people better mind their p's and q's because
2: Batboy is coming for them. Do you think there's any of our our group or our friends or HWA friends that are lizard people?
1: Well, who would you, you think? Is- the test that uh, lets you know who's a lizard person and who isn't. So, green eyes, good eyesight or hearing, um, seems like they don't belong to the human race. Wow. Unexplained scars on their body and low blood pressure. So those are the things to look look for when you see those things um, that's uh, how, you know, you're dealing with a lizard person. I am thinking, I don't know. Palisano kind of fits every one of those.
2: I was going to say, I was going to say,
0: yeah. Jeff, Jeff Strand, for sure. Right. Right? Oh yeah,
1: definitely. They're, they're running things. So if you're like me and 4% 4% of the American who know the truth, 4% of, of Americans, which is 250,000 people. They know with, the truth. That um, lizard people run things who have the correct idea and know the truth. So all hail our lizard overlords, If in case they're listening to the podcast.
0: Does it say so, what their what their agenda is? What They're just trying to run things? Or do they got like a plan that they're going to like, like a master plan that ends with them, I don't know, un- unhinging their jaws and eating guinea pigs?
2: <gasps> did you see V, Bob? V? Yeah, sure. Yeah, That's you cool. did.
1: I found a few other conspiracy theories that were a little like hmm. off the rails, a little crazy, like not like lizard people, which is clearly like the truth that they're trying to hide from us yeah um but uh barack obama or any president actually um, can control the weather
0: son of a bitch i knew it right mm-hmm.
1: so uh during both his terms president obama deliberately manipulated the weather to deflect attention away from potential scandals as oh. you remember.
0: That brown Uh, suit, yeah, tan.
1: Right.
2: bad. Yeah, Um, hell yeah.
1: Barack had, or Mr. Obama, President Obama, had no scandals during all eight years to deflect those and keep us looking too closely. He changed the weather. In May of 2013, a mile-wide tornado struck Moore, Oklahoma, and it killed 24 people
2: i remember that yeah
1: yeah turns out the united states air force caused that weather on purpose at the uh command of uh the president to right fucking obama and there's even a quote here um from alex jones um, oh
2: yeah that's a reliable source for sure
1: of course, there's weather weapons stuff going on. We had floods in Texas, killed 30-something people in one night. Turned out it was the Air Force. Yeah, that one has yet to be disproven.
2: What about the COVID-19?
1: I haven't heard what Alex has to say about that. Do you think Obama did that too?
2: Had to have done it. Yeah. You know, I don't think, I, I might be wrong, but... I don't think Trump's a lizard lizard person.
1: No. He's not got green eyes.
2: No. I would vote for a lizard person.
1: I would too.
2: You know, over Trump for sure. Or just a lizard. Or a a gecko, (laughs) alligator lizard.
1: Raccoons with tools. This
2: cool frog that I
0: took a picture of uh, 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 and put it on Instagram.
2: I'd vote for him. Absolutely. Without a doubt
1: so next up in the um conspiracy theory it turns out that saved by the bell i don't know if you remember oh here we go was a vehicle for the illuminati Uh -oh. oh i knew it so saved by the bell was riddled with hidden messages endorsing satanism there's a website that exposes the true intentions of the show's creators and its stars. There's even a hidden message in the theme music. In the song from uh, Saved by the Bell, which Brent is going to sing right now. Go ahead, Brent.
0: When you wake up in the morning and your alarm gives out a warning, you don't think you're going to make it
1: on time. Yeah. Oh, man, good work that is a signal that um there's all sorts of things about waking up from a dream and living a life like zach never did like he never had any of those problems in that song
0: and who was the morning star right as far as angels it's lucifer
1: fuck wow clearly a call to join the illuminati which As we mentioned before, run by lizard people.
0: What about Dustin Diamond, Screech? Any relation to the Satanist
2: King Diamond? Holy Mm. shit, my eyes are wide open. Thank you, Kate. How do you join the Illumina? I've never had the opportunity to join.
1: They haven't asked you? Yeah, I think they
2: come to you. Oh, they got to come to you, I guess I think so.
1: so. So, And the last one of our... um, Of our conspiracy theories is Jay-Z is a time-traveling vampire.
2: I could, I could believe that. I'll buy that.
1: I have proof. Not, not that I believe this. So there is a photo that exists when you go to HuffPo, which used to have a normal name, like, uh, but now you have to call it HuffPo. But you go there and you Google jay-z 1939 and what pops up but a photo of jay-z in 1939 sitting on a door like one of those stoops in new york and it's yeah. him. he's right there proof proof positive what more proof do you and need yeah. he is a time traveling vampire i believe in it so in conclusion All hail our lizard overlords. Yep.
0: Hail, hail. I think they cleaned it. I think they scrubbed it. Oh, wait. Oh, no. No, no. Here it is. Here it is. Pull that up, Jamie. Right? Holy shit. That's him. Couldn't be anybody else. Look at this photo of a guy in 1939 Harlem. Now look at this photo of Jay-Z from GQ's 2011 Men of the Year issue.
1: Same guy.
0: Yeah, only wow. this—the GQ one—he's wearing sunglasses and a leather jacket. Oh man, he's got attitude in both of them, though. <laughs> oh, you no, know, he's about to bust some
2: sick rhymes.
1: Even before rhymes sort were of a thing.
2: Yeah, one of my favorite, uh, probably my favorite conspiracy theory was told to me by a—he—he's not somebody that we really knew, but he was the. Boyfriend of a guest that we had for a Thanksgiving dinner. And he was one of these guys that he's got a million of them, you know, every conspiracy thing he's in on it. But he went into great detail about this one where roving biker gangs have electromagnetic pulse devices that can take over the minds of ordinary people. So what, what these roving biker gangs do is they'll go up to a house and they'll zap it with their electromagnetic pulse and take over the brains of the people that live in the house and then they'll go in the house and they'll like eat all their food and just hang out and, and then they'll just move on to the next one i was so impressed with that that i thought wow i gotta look this up so i googled it and there was no mention of it the guy had completely come with up with that on his own i was so impressed <laughs> I mean, it's what a concept, right? Like huh?
1: It's like a Truman Capote novel.
2: Yeah, I thought, wow. I mean, what a great, you know, if the guy wasn't crazy and he was a writer or something, you know, he'd be great. Do you he'd think be he, like Philip K. Dick or something? You know?
0: <laughs> do you think he pulled it out on the spot or do you think it was something
2: that he's been workshopping at home? He could have been workshopping it, but he he had a lot of details. So, I mean, he, he had a lot of knowledge about okay, it. Okay, so he's been telling this. Around and embellishing it for, but I was impressed, and I was doubly impressed when I couldn't find any mention of it anywhere. That's a good conspiracy. Yeah, it is a good yeah. one. Yeah, you could write a whole short story on that or something.
1: I like that. Um, Brent has some uh, experience with the uh, with the biker roving biker gangs, right? Is this not the weekend for uh, those uh, roving bikers in your neighborhood?
0: That's right. Tomahawks fall ride. Super spreader festival folks come from all around to cough on the the door handles of our stores and drive like assholes on their motorcycles when I'm trying to get to work. And um, you got two choices when it's Tomahawk fall ride. Well, three, I guess if you had a motorcycle, you can go out and join in the, the um, awesome get drunk on your motorcycle and, and roll the dice and who's going to die. Or you can, stay in your house and and not leave your property. Or you can get the fuck out of town. I know a lot of people like to get the fuck out of town. Usually we do, but I have um, a little bit of writing to do this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, and that's it. Just a little bit. That's all I'm doing. That's all I'm fucking doing.
1: (laughs) So what's your writing there, Brent?
0: I don't know. Some lame screenplay about... Did I say screenplay or did I say scream play.
2: Green play even better man Green
0: just change the game bob i got an idea for yeah. something an activity that we can do right now okay celebrity rest in peace trending where Ooh. i give you a celebrity who twitter says has died and you tell me what you think they died up so like you just wake up in the morning and you see hashtag rest in peace <laughs> um dustin diamond you know what it what it what, what you saw that trending on the side and you just what would be the first thing that popped into your head that, that Dustin Diamond had died from?
2: I, I'm thinking of like a water slide accident, you know, oh, where, beautiful. you know, where he was like drowned in six inches of water, maybe. <laughs>
0: That's good. All right. So let's, let's go on to rest in peace. Hashtag rest in peace. Liam Neeson,
2: Bob really wow he seems like a guy that could like cheat death you know maybe maybe he rides a motorcycle and he's gonna go to your tomahawk thing maybe, maybe <laughs> that's how he died but rest in peace tom cruise
1: oh i know this one you do may May i take this one
0: Go,
2: Kate.
1: tom cruise ate some really old cheese oh
2: <gasps> Nice. That's a
1: good one.
2: Yeah. That's, that could be, what, what if all of these turn out to be prophetic, you know? And then people are going go some... to this podcast and they go, you know what? They, they guessed the death of like eight different people.
0: <laughs> there a...
2: must be lizard people or Illuminati. We'll
0: find out when we get our free, free, free FBI funded trip to Virginia to answer some questions. Rest in peace Lady Gaga, Bob.
2: I think you know. I, I hate to say it, but it could have been a fatal costume failure in a concert. That's Maybe what I was, was thinking.
0: It was like salmonella. It could have or been something.
2: like covered. She could have had a meat dress on. Yeah. And there could have been like uh, they were going to bring a couple of tigers on stage. You know, oh, and, shit. Uh, it would have it would have yeah. been a horrible sight to see. <laughs>
0: Rest in peace, Ted Nugent.
1: Yeah, Kate clubbed him to death with a brick.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's <died>. what happened. <laughs> Rest in peace, Dick Cheney.
2: Oh, my God.
1: He will never die. Will well, you it. know,
2: there's some, there's some controversy in that... Uh, Is his he even alive? Art, his, his artificial heart exploded. Mm. But prior to his death, Apparently, he had his whole consciousness uploaded into a mainframe.
1: Oh, my. Where
2: he's, you know, now like ruling the internet from behind the scenes.
1: I believe he may have green eyes, good eyesight or hearing. Seems like they don't belong to the human race. Unexplained scars on the body, low blood pressure. Clearly lizard person
0: he doesn't have a pulse you know that fake heart that he has just kind of whirs yeah yeah one more or two more two more rest in peace charlie sheen
2: how would you think he went he had a happy death i think he was having sex with half a dozen prostitutes (laughs) he choked on an 18 inch dildo oh
1: nice what a way to go yeah like if you gotta go, I know
2: the last one,
0: the saddest of all. Rest in peace. Not a child. Well, yeah. Oh. At heart, rest in peace, Bob Cabine. How did he go?
2: <laughs> Kate, you want to take that one?
1: No, not at all. Uh huh. Yeah.
2: I don't know. I think uh, I think I'd rather go the way Dick Cheney did. I think I'd like to have my consciousness, like, uploaded onto a computer, oh, yeah. where I would wait. I would wait until robots got really sophisticated, to where then I could be, you know, uploaded into a robot body, and then live forever. And maybe Re- real, really nice abs. Yeah, I'd have nice It would be like a really it'd be like a like a bmw robot you know I mean, it would be really right. a really cool one it'd be kind of vaguely anthropomorphic but kind of slicker than that you know mm. so i'm uh just a graphic How about you brett like a, what, what would be a, your rip well as far as robot body i'm a
0: graphic designer up in northern wisconsin so i can afford when on futurama when bender had the wooden body that would be probably what I would, what i would be able to afford but how would Brent go? Oh man, some some high risk behavior that he was too old for. Tried water skiing, barefoot water skiing for the oh, first. Fr- right.
1: No, oh,
0: I know. He was tried water skiing, and he said, "Hey guys, let's do the jump." And they're like, "No, you've never skied before. You're not gonna do the fucking jump." I'd okay. be like, "Do the jump," and the, they took him over the jump. He was up in the air. He was he was pounding a white claw. In the air as he went over the jump, and then, and then he, land, he didn't land it. it. broke his neck on the water because he was going really fast. And he got the, the white clock hand lodged in his sinuses.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Went right up his nose and his, it made his eye bug out. It was like dangling down his cheek.
1: Oh, no eye things.
0: And he insisted it was part of his, his will that the eye remain dangling down his cheek at the, at the funeral. So like you went up to pay your respects and like uh you know put something in Brent's dead hand but you had to like like uh oh, there's uh oh, his eyes out. Do we really have to do that, guys? Yeah, he <laughs> said. He said and then just nothing but Tom Waits ballads throughout the whole ceremony. Yeah. Like this is another Tom Waits really sad tearjerker that and by the end of it everybody's just like, "Good. Glad that fucker's dead." I cried for for 45 minutes at this damn ceremony that he put together, that why did he have it all put together ahead of time? Did he know? Yeah. He's got this whole thing all planned out to make everybody cry. Yeah, that's how I want to go. Or, or just just like just a whole bunch of acid, and then I think my house is on fire,
2: and uh, there's a shrunken
0: head involved.
2: Did you ever see that uh, Fellini movie, Satyricon? I did not.
1: More than well, once.
2: Tell me about it. No, it's, it was, it's a great movie, actually. Uh, there was this one scene where this really rich Roman died and, and in his will, before any of his friends and relatives could inherit his vast wealth, they had to eat his corpse. Nice. Remember that? Case? And so I, I showed did. him, you know, like, like chewing, you know, they were all.
1: You know, that was pretty <laughs> gross. You have to love a guy who thought that up.
0: I do not I have not seen a lot of Fellini films or I, any that I know of, shit. You know I suck, Bob. I suck. I haven't seen yeah. any quality films. I haven't read I'm not very well read, Bob.
2: Very That's all right. Writer. That's all right. You're a good writer though, so, you know. I'd be better if I read books.
1: You you kind of aged out of the Fellini film thing, to be honest. It was kind of like a generational thing. Like from the like sixties through the like the an- early eighties, you had to watch Fellini f- films to be a cool kid. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: it was mandatory, right?
1: Right. If you didn't, you just couldn't talk to other cool kids.
2: Hmm. Yeah, like, you had to see. It, it, yeah, it kind of faded
1: off after. You had
2: to see all the Bergman movies, right? Jean Luc Godard,
1: and that solo film where they eat shit with a spoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had to watch that one.
2: Those were mandatory. You had to watch
1: them. You had to watch them in a theater. Yeah, you had to pay three um, to five dollars to get in at midnight. Or well, you do- had
2: to see, you had to see them in a theater back then because they didn't show them on television. Have you seen any good movies lately?
1: No, I saw
0: the color out of space with Nicolas Cage
1: <laughs> in a theater.
0: No, in in I don't know uh on a tv
1: so movies on tv don't count well it was on it, was on a, it was a, on a theater honest to god i can't remember i'm not
0: gonna go to a fucking theater right now no although i want to you know I want what to I see like? that new it D-
2: dune it wasn't a movie but it was a series it was uh perry mason
1: oh i've heard that's really good oh
2: it's really it's better than good it's fantastic
1: You know, the old Perry Mason was not so good.
2: No, (laughs) but this is good. It's like, it's noir, it's like L.A. noir in the late 30s. It's like and crooked cops, and it's like everything you want in there.
0: So when I was watching The Color Out of Space, I thought, like, well, for sure, spoiler alert for Color Out of Space, everybody, for sure nothing's going to happen to this little kid. Holy shit! That was awesome. I I was watching it by myself, and I almost stood up off the couch and applauded. But wow. I had I had a drink in my hand. Wow. I was like, I just drank it instead. You know. Well, um, I'll,
2: I'll have to I'll have to see that then.
0: So nobody's safe is the lesson of that. I think they're not going to hurt this person. They're not going to hurt this animal. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the uncontrollable urge to peel the skin off your feet. It's late, you're tired, the world has gone quiet, you're all alone with your thoughts, and the uncontrollable urge to peel the skin off your feet. You gulp some bourbon and crawl into bed before the urge takes over. Boop! Wake up, sleepy toes. It's your old friend, the uncontrollable urge to peel the skin off your feet. There's only one way to make it stop. You know what you have to do welcome new sponsor
1: what do you have to do Brent call them yeah I,
0: I i don't know i'm just i i'm just um gonna gonna do a little context clue out of the 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 ad here and i think you need to peel the skin off your feet no, I, I think so i think you did
1: this has been fun
0: yeah had a good guest this week
1: yeah
0: we <laughs> did well before we go I'm going to remind our one listener to support independent authors and publishers and you buy their books, leave reviews for them. And what the hell even go ahead and give them a read. If you want to, and especially those uh, written by our dear friend, Robert Payne Cabine, who is very oh, kind to yeah. join us tonight.
2: Thank really. you so much.
0: For thanks that for, endorsement. Thanks for joining us. You won the Bram Stoker Award for that for that uh, novel of yours, Cold Cuts, and well deserved. People need to read the shit out of that, Gunther. Cue the guitar music. Thanks for listening to Destroy the Files. We hope you learned a lot on tonight's voyage into the
1: imagination. Good night.
0: And I'm Brent, and this is the time of the podcast where we say. Good night. Good yeah. night. Awesome episode.
2: I, I think that's one of it our is. very finest. It well, is. I'm glad to have uh, participated. Yeah, you got good stories.
1: Yeah, you did. Yeah, good guess.
2: <laughs> now what do you guys want to do?
1: You can have to do anything.
2: We, we just finished drinking. Them. Done? I thought we were just getting going.